Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? That's right. Peasant chat talking to the poor people, the fellow poors that couldn't afford to do a super chat. So we decided to do a Sunday show for you guys so that you guys could, I don't know, have a say. So today what we're going to talk about is a little bit about the Cybertruck. Now, maybe you guys don't care about the Cybertruck. Maybe you already made up your mind about the Cybertruck. And I understand that. But if you're, let's just say, not retarded, um, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you guys about why the Cybertruck took four years to make. Why I think it has the potential of being the best truck under three-quarter ton out of all trucks, not just any truck, like all trucks. And, and again, I'm not talking about the luxury. I'm not talking about the looks. I'm talking about what it can do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over a video made by Haggerty. Haggerty made by far, by far, the best review of the Cybertruck in terms of real-life usage. Also, we'll talk about the 48-volt infrastructure. That is huge. You don't understand how big that is that the Cybertruck on the low-voltage side or the low, you know, basically whatever your car right now runs on a 12-volt battery and an alternator. And all of the infotainment, all of the doohickeys all of the maps all of the bluetooth enabled stuff the sound system everything runs off of a 12 volt infrastructure whereas the cybertruck decided to go 48 volts because it cuts down on the amps which then cuts down on the wiring needed to run everything and the reason they did that is because they introduced steering by wire that's right this thing does not have a physical connection between the steering wheel and any of the wheels and you don't need to turn it over two turns to make a full turn. In low driving situations, you do about a 180 degree turn of the steering wheel and that's it. It lock to lock is 180 degrees. So if you have the steering wheel like this, you go like this, that's it. There is none of this. There is none of that. It's just lock to lock. And depending on how fast you're going, it the computer decides how much to turn the wheels. We'll show you that video. We'll talk a little bit about everything that's going on. If you want to talk about Snowbird, you can, but I really don't care about Snowbird stuff. The Snowbird stuff that's going on in Bradenton, to me, it's it's cool, but it's not cool at the same time. Um, it's cool to watch, but it's irrelevant to people like us. It's all Billy Badass racers that have a lot of money, except Extra 75 guys. That, that, that division, for some reason, seems to be, I don't know, dying? It's crazy to watch that LDR and uh, Pro 275 are classes that are full of cars and Pro Mods. But X275, believe it or not, seems on the slow side, which is weird to say. It's really weird to say. So, And then watching it on Flow Sports is absolute eighth. But as always, let's have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people before we get to it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks! It does suck! <laughs> Jesus! Two Auto Solution, Rami Zedan, Total Solution, running the half mile today, yesterday and today. He's doing some half mile events in Puerto Rico. We got a 950 horsepower F 150, looking to go about 180. It's gonna be crazy. Race Motor, racemotor.com, now being run in Russia. That's right, Race Motor now will be run in, the, in Moscow. Just look out for the event page. My Russia events coming soon. Dean Hat Performance, Dean Hat Performance.com, Dean Hat Performance. Someone said that uh, the, oh no, YDBT is working there, but it's not working on PMAS. Speaking of PMAS, Nick James, PMAS, Calvin Transmission, Calvin Transmission.com, Ultimate Header, Parts Farm. Parts Farm got Hellcats and Trackhawks at the fucking place. Check them out. 
Conforms, Conforms.com, Conforms on Instagram, Conformance Running, the C6ZR1 world. I don't trust anyone else's shit to run on C6ZR1s unless it's Kong. And if you don't like that I said that, fuck you. Because that's the nice thing about not being beholden to anybody. You can say whatever the hell you want. Mini Bad Mad Mad, Eric Browntree, Travis, Joe Swish, ATX Cobra, Darren Harper, uh, Wesley Stewart, Coyote Kelly, Sam Morales, Robo Style, Angelo Montero, Angel Puerto Rico, B. Lavesh, people to say hello. Paul Ponthew, JMCG, Craig Walls, Mr. Billet, Noonan himself, Reflex GS, Black GT 5.0, Dustin Garrison, Marquise, 508 Josh, Kim Phillips, D Rock Flash, Kim Phillips again, RCSB Ricky, TJ Sikorsky, Ryan Freeman, Jared Wells. Jared Wells, boy, we, I don't know how, what's going on with Homeboy. Uh, Deuce Machina, <laughs> Mercury Motorsports, Greg Yovich, Rape Dave, Lara, 1968C, James Dion, Walter Hoffman, Josue Flores, AM, Josh Roy, Nitrogen Bias, Plies, Matt Olvery, RPG, GT, your average year one, Matt, Killshot Racing, 11 second GT, Brad, Bradley, Rick Garcia, Coyote, Kelly, Danny, All Things Boost, AJ Slater, Elliot, Leon Phelps, Boomer, John Lucas, Mr. Um, what's his name? Uh, Fat House Fab himself, Peter Chow, 94 GT Verb, Mark, Deuce, Machina again, Al, Al ACV2, Matt Benoit, Minibike, Deuce, Eminem, Rape Date, Ken Phillips, let's go to the bottom, Black Cat, Ashley Fox, Kevin Bisco, Chea, Kellen Stocks, Chris, RPG, Reekin, 5, oh, let's get right to it, we'll also talk a little bit about, um, uh, call it? um, Late Model, they had a couple of zero ones in the dyno, and I think it's good to talk about too, so, Let's talk about the 48-volt infrastructure on the model, I'm sorry, the Cybertruck. And that'll give you an indication of why this thing is kind of a big deal. But there is something no one has ever done before. Tesla quadrupled the low-voltage side of this car, meaning anything that would have otherwise run on 12 volts now runs on 48 volts. This cuts the current needs in four, meaning this car needs only a quarter as much copper, saving Tesla money that it can then pass on to you. That is a very big deal if you don't understand it. Now, people are gonna say, why did they have to do that? Well, real simple, steering. The steering on every other Tesla, X, Y, S, and um, Y, sexy. They all, they all uh, have a physical connection between the steering wheel and the front tires because those are the only ones that steer. They have conventional steering. But the Cybertruck does not. It has steering by wire, and they had very powerful motors that needed to turn the wheels front and rear. He'll explain. The last time the industry bumped that's up, fast this forward. That's think fast about forward. That's today. That's and we neither finally had enough. And so it sent a pamphlet to the CEO. Blah, 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 ever on a 48-volt system is steer by wire. For the very first time ever on a production car, there is no physical connection between the steering wheel and the front wheels. All I have to do is turn the car on, and now I can steer. The front wheels are turned using a pair of- That's wild to me. Look at how fast the front and rears turn. So if you know anything about amperage, draw, electric motors, not- running on anything physical meaning you're not physically you don't have a steering rack right that assists like uh, coyotes coyotes 11 and up have electronic e-pass electronic uh, not e-pass um electronic steering assist okay so the you have the ability to adjust the feel of the steering on coyote mustangs 11 and up well on this thing it's 100 percent. there is no physical connection 
if you know anything about electric motors, to, in order to have electric motors do that on such a big wheel with a, such a heavy truck, it needs an insane amount of power. So that's why they had to develop the 48 uh, volt infrastructure and you'll show you the motors coming out. The front wheels are turned using a pair of redundant electric motors mounted directly to the steering rack. The rears are turned with a third motor and together the three motors can output five horsepower. Running five horsepower on 12 volts would send three times the current across the wires as your average 1970s house could handle. So. Again, he. This is the best video ever, and it's cut. It's basically pared down by episode. This thing beat the shit out of a Rimac. I'm sorry, not a Rimac. A, a uh, Rivian, like nothing. And the Rivian has 800 horsepower. Okay, you get it. And then the 1,000 horsepower Hummer. But again, it's also 5 trillion pounds. It's just the most ridiculous thing. Not only is it a quick truck, not only is it super versatile, super useful, have 17 inches of ground clearance, has four-wheel steering, has a 48-volt uh, system, potentially has self-drive. Like, this thing doesn't... I don't think we even can grasp how revolutionary this truck is in on paper. Again, once people get it on the road and get real-world results, the, 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 the V1, the, the, the first version... Uh, is going to have its quirks, it's going to have its issues, but it's only going to get better with refinement and once a tri-motor version, because they're not going to introduce the the the, the tri-motor version right now. What they're going to do is they're going to showcase what the tri-motor version can do, and the people that don't care about that, they're, they'll get the, the rear motor, the, the single motor, and the dual motor, and be happy with that. But someone like me, I'm going to want the tri-motor version. I want the Billy Badass. I want the one that has everything. But I want the one that's refined. So if there's a version 2 or a version 3 of the Cybertruck, let's say 2 or 3 years down the road, maybe, depending on what's going on out there, it, 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 it probably in the cards because it's fast. It's super uh, useful. It has, it, it, it has a lot of stuff going for it that a lot of people don't even realize. Now... The infrastructure in the, the, the electric infrastructure in the, in the truck being changed up actually makes it charge faster. It has less wires, less things to mess with, and it has the 48-volt system, believe it or not, actually helps the fact that it has the bigger battery. So if you look at the, that video, they talk about the battery that are, they're using for that. Again, I'll let you watch that video because the last thing I want to do is get the, a copyright strike from them. But the battery and the way the batteries are built allows the thing to charge up to 50% or so in 15 minutes. That's that's a big deal. I'm going to put the link on the chat to the Haggerty video. I highly urge you to sit down, grab a coffee, and watch the whole thing to get up on game before you talk shit about this Cybertruck. Please educate yourself before you say it sucks. A lot of people looked at the Cybertruck and said, I looked at it, I already made up my mind, fingerprints, and I don't like the shape, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Watch the whole video. 
then make up your mind. Look, again, coming from an industrial field, I, I really would hate to prejudge something based on its looks when it's fast and super useful and it has a bunch of tools. You can actually work out tons of storage, all this stuff, plenty of reviews out there. Go check them out. Now, also, uh, late model performance, LMP of MD, they, they put in a nice video where they, <coughs> excuse me, they, uh, late model, late model performance. They put out a video where they tuned two zero ones. One was max effort, meaning you name it, heads, cam, all the cooling on the planet, all the shit everywhere. Um, Billy Badass made about a thousand. My dad. They made it made about a thousand or so. Rear wheel horsepower sounds good, runs good, just super happy. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're gonna see. Oh no fucking way with the Kong lid. Oh. I like that this guy's wearing a Lund Racing hoodie. Shout out to him. So 997, but I think it ended up 1,050 or something like that. I think it ended up 1,050 at 21 PSI uh, with a stock, but I'm sorry, 1,030. No, it ended up with 1,050. I think they went back and did it again. I think they just added like three more degrees of timing. That, that's the other thing I wish they did. Um, I really think they should definitely talk about, okay, that's where they ended up. 1,059, again, a hub dyno, so it reads slightly higher, but it's a great tool to have. I really wish they would go into the, the matrix and tell you how the hell you went from 997 to 1060, basically, with no pulley changes. To me, it's timing and fuel, okay? But I think he should say something like, you know, I ended up... Uh, Leaning it out a little bit, don't tell them the number. Adding a certain spark, don't tell them the number. Just so people don't, because they're going to go, oh, they're fudging the numbers. Because the moment you go 60 horsepower on uh, on the same mechanical shit, they start to wonder. But someone like me knows that on E85, let's say you started at 16 degrees of timing, the thing was at 997, and then all of a sudden you go to 23, 24 degrees of timing, it can go up to 1060. So 1060, I'm stock bottom end. But... That car impressed me, but this car, in my opinion, is more realistic. This one has, I think, a stock cam, an export, I think a 2.3 and a 14%, and the 85. And in my opinion, this is what people should aim for an 800 or so horsepower car on the 85. He did a short pull, short pull, that's uh, right here. So 691, this is pump gas. Then they went set with ethanol E80, 780, 776. So I'm sure it got a little hot there. And then they were able to go to 806. Obviously they spun the dyno up a little more because it showed more mile an hour. So I think that that's what you should aim at. If you're gonna go ahead and build a ZR1, I don't think you should overbuild the thing. I think an 800 rear wheel horsepower ZR1 is perfect. That thing will hook. That thing will last a long time. That thing will drive wonderfully. Alex, what are you talking about? Uh, ZR1s drive good cam. But what drives better? A cam ZR1 or a stock 
CamZR1. I I implore you to take a look at what a 800 horsepower Z01 can run, and then figure out whether you need more than that. John Lucas said it did take a while for it to be released, but our but worked out good for them timing wise. I think gave them time for all the manufacturers to attempt to reveal how poor their actual design actually is. Mentioned 15 minutes in the 136 mile range. Um, Thursday, that's perfect. Hit once a week between full charges. I like it, and the performance helps the wild styling. 1028, if I recall correctly. I grew up driving 70s and 90s trucks. I'd buy a cyber truck. So the people that would not buy a cyber truck are people that are against government overreach. You know, the guy that sleeps with his 1911. Uh, you know, the guy that, you know, and, and dude, seriously, it's a great tool it's an awesome tool on paper again a lot of you that would rather build a cts v3 like i did and thought wait a minute that car's (laughs) car's gonna be something i drive once in a while and it's more about the attitude of the car because the car looks fantastic i think a v3 looks fantastic the the v (laughs) the blackwing in my opinion lost something the blackwing to me lost something from the v3 the v3 was long yes it's heavier yes it's outdated but once the v the blackwing came out i wasn't super excited for it the v3 i love so so let's say an automatic v3 bell axe front and rear and just chopping it up pearl white pearl white or gray with the carbon inserts on fucking on delray atlantic avenue chopping it up as you go about a quarter mile in 30 minutes because of all the lights and the pedestrians on a Friday night, that's 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 what you aim for. A Tesla, you'll ju- you'll just be regular traffic, a, a Model S, but you'll be faster and quicker than most. So it all depends on what you want. A Cybertruck just stands out. Look, you guys that look at a Cybertruck and goes, it's stupid, it stands out, it's dumb. You guys lift your two-wheel drive trucks. And put ridiculous offset wheels, putting all the stress on the planet on your ball joints and on your wheel bearings. Just and you light up the wheel like a complete homosexual, and you go, "Look at me, I'm a badass boy." It's two wheel drive. Shut the fuck up. So, the Cybertruck, if it garners attention based on its looks, it's no different than you lifting your shitty two wheel drive Dodge, putting LEDs on the brake brake discs uh the the dust cover or whatever and shining up your stupid suspension parts on a two-wheel drive truck i'm blown away by the people that live in loxahatchee and have those type of trucks so we'll talk about it what do you think about the cyber truck now that you've learned a little bit about it would you would you if you had a zero one would you choose an 800 horsepower deal or a thousand again a thousand to me it's overbuilt and it is useless in regular driving conditions and at wide open throttle Probably is not going to hook unless you have a double R back there or an ET Street S, uh, ET Street SS or an ET Street, um, 18 inch ET Street. It's crazy stuff. I never understood why people have a zillion horsepower streetcar. 800 at the top is enough power. Guys, I have a 700 rear wheel horsepower ZR1. I don't get beat by much in it. Now, do I need cooling help? Absolutely. Does it need a heat exchanger? Hell yeah. Does it need a lid? Hell yeah. Does it need a, a bunch of stuff? Absolutely. But one pull in 60-degree, 70-degree weather, that's fine. The Cybertruck stopped a 45 ACP. That impressed me. Cybertruck is gangster as hell, but electric, best electric car to date. 
Cyberdrug's pricey, but look at the plaid starting price a few years ago compared as to now. I love it for the sole idea for looking like it's straight out of the 80s. Yes, if you saw what the what did you think the future was going to look like when you were growing up? What did you think the future was going to look like? Did you think every car manufacturer would have run like cars have not been um drastically upgraded since the 70s. I'm saying the electrical system, the alternator, they just add more shit. They just have a better alternator, but there is there hasn't been a huge departure from the norm. Why? Because it probably costs a lot of money to completely reinvent something. Look, the Cybertruck was announced four years ago. The Roadster was announced like six years ago. And they haven't even introduced that. They've gone backwards. What is their best-selling car? The most conventional, styling, easiest-to-make car, 3 and Y. But the Cybertruck is harder to make. So you have to have capital, money, to be able to make such a great departure from the norm, especially with the 12-volt infrastructure. So you have to sell products to make to be able to afford to take a gamble on a Billy Badass product. Even Tesla themselves said the Model X is stupid. The Goldwing door thing, they said that was stupid. If he had known how hard it was to build that, he would have never done it. And based on the Cybertruck, they obviously didn't learn their lesson, but it takes a psycho company like Tesla to say, fuck it, let's just do it and see what happens. And polarizing as it is, it's a net positive for the company, in my opinion. Well, I just spun a bearing and uh, in mine, and I'll be going all the way down to the block, so I'm going full heads cam. How Saturday go with money in GT500? Ken Phillips, terrible. Hush money is fine. So I, I, the video will upload today. Members and Patreon members will, YouTube mem channel members and Patreon subscribers or members will get the video right after the show. The GT500, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, that's one of those cars that I am blown away that everything has gone wrong in it since I've owned it. Remember when I drove it at um, uh, Maple Grove? Went 81167, and I said, this, this bitch is bad, I'd buy it. And then once I bought it, cooling system, alternator, um, transmission leaks, then the motor, uh, uh, one of the chains let go, Got that in, and now for some reason it doesn't want to make a wide open throttle pull. It, 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 now, in the video, you'll see that there is a smoking gun that I found. It is coil plug related, and I will show you that. But the video is mostly me taking the dash off of the uh, the hush money, the hush money, taking the dash off the of hush money. Honestly, the video is how to do a heater core on a Fox body because if you own a Fox body and you've ever had a heater core issue, leak, you, you might as well sell the car, bro. Honestly, if, okay, if you're one of those guys that has one of those rare Fox bodies that doesn't rattle all the way down the fucking track or all the way down the street because the dash is on tight, everything's tight, it's got Dynamat in it, you know, you're like, oh yeah, this thing's a tight Fox body. Well, it won't be tight again after you do a heater core. The, the steering column has to drop, the whole dash has to come apart. The radio, all of the doohickeys, all of the uh, vacuum lines that go from the HVAC system 
to this weird connector in the back that go that disperse all over the place that open flaps and this and that and then once you replace your heater core and put everything back together something's going to be broken something's not going to work and the best thing about on this video it will show you if you own a fox body how intense a heater core job is and if you if you're thinking about doing it yourself and you have let's say let's say 10 is is awesome mechanical aptitude and ability one is none meaning you own a uh a adp's craftsman set and that's it I, I i you'd have to be an eight and you'd still get a rattle you'd still get everything so the video is as follows half a dyno pull on the gt500 diagnosing what the issue is and boom found the smoking gun i think and then taking the dash off of hush money and showing you how much of a pain in the ass it is to do a heater core <clears throat> my fox is a non-ac car so heater core takes 15 minutes smart 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 but again i live in florida a non-ac car is psycho i know not on topic but I, my dad just got a 7 gt with a rush blower on it stock otherwise would he recommend doing it so it runs optimally so it lasts a long time daily street I'm going to be honest with you. A Roush blower uh, should not have anything lower on pump gas than an 80. We're, we're talking reliable, right? 82 millimeter pulley, the stock Roush cold air. I'm talking reliability and drivability. As configured by Roush is the best way you should keep that car. Keep the lid on it. It has 110 millimeter cold air, 82 millimeter pulley. If you want to up, upgrade the injector to a 52 and have an aftermarket tune on it that has no higher than 15 or 16 degrees of timing on pump gas, that car will live an insanely long time, hundreds of thousands of miles, as long as the blower belt is changed in proper intervals, as long as the oil is changed at proper intervals, as long as the supercharger uh, fluid itself is probably changed every 50,000 miles or every 30,000, let's do 30,000, because the bearings on a TVS, the TVS inherently has a high RPM kind of uh, kind of design. I would definitely change that blower oil every 30,000 miles, uh, the belt every 15 to 20, the blower belt, um, and keep an ME52 in it, a BAP, stock cold air, 82 millimeter pulley, pump gas, drive a 600 rear-wheel horsepower car for miles and miles and miles. <clears throat> I'll be honest, I'm excited about Hush Money Build, mainly because I know the history of the car and how it came along. But I really think the car is more you with a coyote in it. Yeah, no, no. Um, <clears throat> so, Jared Wells, that's what I'm concentrating on. Guys, I have I have allocated 20 grand to put into this car just on chassis stuff. You understand? Like that is, and that you can't finance that. You can't finance uh, chassis stuff. So what I'm doing on my end is I am making sure that the uh, 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 the builder, the, the chassis guy, has the cleanest slate possible. I never, I never want to have him say, "Oh, you know, the dash was a piece of junk." Da da da. da. The dash is going to get replaced with something full race. It's going to be a race car. It's going to get a different column. It's going to have one seat, maybe two. Who knows? Depends on what kind of intercooler system I'm going to go with. I might just shove everything in the passenger side and just make a race car. Okay. I want to have a race car that runs. The goal is sevens. And if it's a coyote, stock bottom end. Maybe some 
cool stuff up top or a stock long block. I think with a stock long block, no ring gapping, no nothing, Gen 2, twin turbo, uh, 4R200, uh, or even a 6R80 with six speeds, depending on what rear, ga- rear, rear gear ratio I go with, it's probably going to be live in the sevens. And I don't think anything quicker than that is feasible in terms of money, reliability, and honestly, it, I'll never enter a race with it. And if I do, it'll be like, I'll be like the seaside, you know, like I, I won't be A or B because those are Billy badass fast cars. So in my opinion, Hush Money is going to be a car that I basically do track track rentals with, try to cut the 60 foot time, try to try to try some new theories on suspension. I want it to sit low. I want a mini tub. I want the tires tucked. I want the rear end shortened. I want a 15, 13 rim. I want to stretch 275. I want front 17s. It's going to have good stuff. It's going to be a while, but just hang out for the ride. I don't think it'll take two years to build. I think it'll take maybe a full year before I get that car running. Let's just say it. Uh, Matt Oliver, no commercials, but I got YouTube Premium. Yeah, look, guys, if you guys get commercials, that's a new thing YouTube did. On the lives, what YouTube is doing is they're inserting commercials. That's nothing I can control. It's either not monetize the video, meaning no commercials, or monetize the video, meaning... YouTube decides to shove a commercial in the middle of a live. If you have YouTube Premium, you don't get commercials. A friend of mine sent a pick of the Cybertruck on a trailer. I didn't think it was the official one because the body panels looked pretty raw. Didn't think they were going to release it like that. A lot of people don't like the fact that you can definitely leave fingerprints behind. Now, uh, what's the guy, um, Marquise Brownlee? Marquise, uh, is it... Marquise Brownlee or Mark, Mark, Marquise, he reviewed the Cybertruck. All right, so. And he um, made a very good observation about the, what is it? The, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, 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 the fingerprints. So let me fast forward to get to the part I need to. Again, I don't want him to copyright my shit. But he did talk about the fact that the fingerprints might become an issue on this truck um, because you know when you see a flat black paint job it's cool until you see all the fingerprints on it that's cute but when you ship the thing you're gonna have door handles eventually no door handles on the cyber truck and they're sticking to it I have my concerns about this so basically how this right there you see all those fingerprints I mean if you jack this shit everyone will know you know it's easy to pull the works pull is, the print there's a little button right here that's indented you press that button and when it's unlocked it sort of pushes it out maybe two inches then you grab in here and open the whole door and then you close it the auto presented windows they all close themselves up here they're frameless windows that's cool but he did kind of talk about the fingerprint situation see see how smudgy it is everywhere so that for the ocd you know there's ocd guys out there that carry like a microfiber towel and some kind of spray with them all the time and they just need their car to look good all the time. I mean, I kind of get it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a bit of a homo when it comes to big homo when it comes to the Corvette. When I get out of the Corvette, I want to make sure that bitch looks good sitting there. Okay? When I get out of the GT500, I want to make sure that bitch looks good sitting there. Unfortunately, I bought myself a black Escalade. And that thing shows every little thing. But I don't care that much about that car in terms of its looks. But the Corvette and the GT500... Yeah, I'd understand why you don't want fingerprints on the window, fingerprints on the door, smudges. Like, I had to lean over the fender to do a lot of work, and it looks like I have ball prints and just smudges all over the place. 
and it bugs me, but I'm not going to clean that motherfucker until it makes a clean motherfucking dyno pull. Fuck that car. I feel like once you get all the bugs figured out on GT500, it'll be back in the way it used to be. I hope so. I'm not quitting on it. I'm not quitting on it. The only way I would quit on that car is someone gave me 60000 bucks and said, I'll take it as is and, and see you later. And I'm like, buh bye But I don't think that'll happen. Good morning, couch wall touching peasant, says any Black Betty. Will it weigh under 3,000 pounds? Yes. So the goal with my... Uh, okay. The Fairmont... <coughs> excuse me. The way it ran 850 with it was 3,500 race with me in it. So a Fairmont is a longer Fox body. It's just longer. It has heavy bumpers. It has heavy panels. It has a massive trunk. So I'm going to begin the process of making it lighter. So the cage will add weight, but it'll add structural rigidity. I want to be about 2,900 to 3,000 pounds fully loaded. Now, the hard part about that is, is it might require a lot of cutting. I don't think I'm going to put the interior panels back in in its traditional form unless they add very minimal weight. The dash is going to be tiny. I'm going to scrape everything, all the sound deadening, all of the insulation. I'm going to try to get it as light as possible. The way these cars especially Fox bodies, end up being super light. Like Craig Walls is Fox body. Craig Walls, how much did your Fox body weigh? Because it looked pretty complete. It looked, you know, it looked like a complete car. Um, but I don't remember if you had the the, the, the floors cut out of it. I, I think you did. I think it's a full tube chassis. Not tube chassis. I don't think it's a tube chassis. Then they dropped the body on top. Is it? Not 100% on that but it looked pretty complete so i've always wondered how heavy cars like that are i would suspect this car is 2900 pounds with a 315 tire billet noon in 100 something millimeter it should be like a six fucking 630 car my land rover is black you look at it and it gets dirty clear it wrap it whatever i'm the guy with the spray wax in my car also black and i shot myself in the foot with that one corvette guys at the car show with the microfibers i get it though it's a giant stainless refrigerator they carry the polisher sam's favorite spray wax AJ says, Alex, did you get the Tesla? Did you, did you D, I think you meant C, that Tesla will wrap it from the factory for 6,500? Satin black or white PPF film? Pretty cool they offer it. Easy to wrap that car yourself, though. Interesting. I, I, I'm not a big wrap guy. That's the other thing. I need to, I need to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly, JD Swag. I need to figure out if I'm going to paint Hush Money. Now, there's two trains of thought about hush money. The paint is factory original. That doesn't mean shit. It's ugly. But I think I like the fact that it's ugly. Or, same paint scheme, just new. Clean. Keep the chrome trim. Make sure the car has, obviously, steel roof and quarters and doors, really. I'm not going to find carbon fiber doors for it. But I've always thought about what would that car look like painted and would it take away would a painted hush money take away from the charm of that car? Honestly, my thought process is leave it as is and just not worry about the paint at all because if you scratch it, big fucking deal. Um, but if I'm going to put this kind of money into the car and it's not going to be a car that I can't paint in terms of racing, should I paint it? But again, painting adds another five to $8,000 worth of money into the car just for looks. So maybe not. No fingerprint worries. Um, my dealer offers a $3,000 ceramic coating for uh, before delivery. 
What's your plan? A power level on the Fairmont gonna be twin turbo. Yeah, so Travis, the Fairmont is gonna be more than likely a Gen 2 motor stock. Whether it's F1, okay, I've kind of played with these ideas. It's very difficult to find a stock Mustang Gen 2 motor. It's very difficult. I want to run a transmission to support power by the hour. I could run an M&M 400, but who is that helping? Nobody. I want to be a vehicle for R&D and help, and obviously they would help me out with the cost. Like if a fully built 6R80 from Jake is typically 8,000 bucks, I think I can get it for maybe 6,000 or 5,000. Definitely not comped, no. Jake needs to make money. So he would help on that. <clears throat> I would have to source more than likely an F-150 Gen 2. Gen 2 F-150 motors new from Ford have been gone. They've disappeared, they're gone. But Gen 2 F-150 motors, and this is why I would say Gen 2 F-150 motors. I like a slightly lower compression, not because of power, it's because I have a bigger tuning window. We've tuned F-150s to go eight on a stock motor. Gen 2 F-150s have gone eight on a stock motor, obviously with turbo, you know, work, E85, all that stuff. But the long block, minus the O-pump gear and crank sprocket, have been capable of running in the eights, no problem. So if you take out a thousand pounds from that setup or more, 12, 1300 pounds and make it a 3000 pound deal, then, <coughs> excuse me, I think that car can go sevens. So a Gen 2 F-150 motor, 6R80, and a Gen 2 control pack, power by the hour sells the harness so that all you have to do in the tune is change the firing order and bada bing, bada boom, it tunes just like a Mustang. You have slightly lower compression, good crank, good rods, good pistons, slightly lower compression, good heads, and the Gen 2 infrastructure. Why the Gen 2 infrastructure? Easy to maintain, spark plugs, coils, tons of room on the top, easy to change plugs, easy to service, easy, easy, easy. Gen 3 is a little more involved and I cannot run a Gen 3 motor with a Gen 2 control pack and a 6R80. So at the end of the day, I'm probably gonna uh, stick with a Gen 2 F-150 motor, uh, twin turbo, and I'm gonna do this. After the chassis shows up, Depending on how it sits and what wheel and tire and rear end setup I want to I want to get on it. Senior has a dummy coyote motor he can put in the car, and he, Senior, is gonna design the turbo kit. Why do I trust Senior to design the turbo kit? He designed the turbo kit in the Grey Goose. He knows an an insane amount about how to keep back pressure to a minimum, how to get the best spooling setup, turbo size placement and if he wants to work with his fabricator cool obviously i would have to pay for that so if the fabricator is willing to work with senior because senior designs it the fabricator welds whatever senior wants i would absolutely be honored and again that is helping lund racing because now we are designing think about what this is doing senior now has a turbo kit that spools up without a dump valve very quickly insanely quickly minimal now i get it this is not a class car so you could make the argument that it's not x275 legal it's not you know whatever we don't care it's an r&d car and if it fits a class like a streetcar class fl2k or street fighter or warriors versus tres cuarto eventually i think that only helps us so sorry for the rant but if i get the car back 
It's got a cage in it. I would drop it off at Lund Racing and I would say, Senior, I would be honored if you would start to design a turbo kit for this car. Let him design it. Obviously, I'm going to be looking to spend probably twelve to 15000 bucks parts, labor, intercooler. It's going to be air to air. It is not going to be air to water. I do not want to worry about ice. It's going to be air to air because the car is not going to be making more than 22 pounds of boost to make the 1,100 horsepower needed to run 790s, and it's a stock motor. So I think I can get away with it, um, air-to-air intercooler. Are we talking about showroom paint job or patina paint job? No, it'd be, if I'm going to paint it, I want to paint it nice. Leave it as is, the namesake can have, uh, the namesake can't have new paint. I understand that. I feel like patina paint gives it the style. Alex, did you wrap Tony in sandwich bags? (laughs) I say clean the original color and see if they make fiberglass bumpers that you can get painted or wrapped chrome. Ford said... Would perma plate my car before delivery? Picked it up dusty with bird shit on the hood. That means they put Meguiar's spray wax on it. The original paint scheme on Hushman is a character, but for the money, might as well paint it. Drop it a like. Uh, I'll catch replay later. Do an Earl Shy paint job so it looks ugly, but new ugly. I don't want to do that. Um, have you ever considered doing an illuminator if you can't find a Gen 2 motor? Yes. that Kylie Kelly. You're, you're preaching to the choir. A lot of people out there get really fancy. And, and again, if you're in this position, because we're getting to the point where now Gen 2s are old. Yeah. Welcome. It's 2023. A 2015 Mustang is eight years old. It's been through four people. And now you're going to pick it up and think it's going to be just as good. Alex said these things are good for 850. No problem. Not after its fourth owner and when it's been beat within an inch of its life. So let's do some real thinking here. What do you want to do with the car? Do you want to drag race it competitively in a class and you have the ability to maybe freshen it up every year? Well, you go to Joe FFRE and say, build me a stage three deal, right? You go, hey, build me me what you build, Fat House. Build me what you build, Brett and uh, Senior. Build me Billy Badass stuff. I'm willing to go out there and send it. Okay, you're going to be into it for about $23,000, dollars $27,000. A Ford Racing Illuminator. Let's look up the price. Watch it be the same price. Uh, Ford Racing Illuminator. <clears throat> uh, I, I want a Gen 2. But there's, an, there's a Gen 2 XS. I don't want the XS. I want the regular Gen 2. But... If you can find one, I don't think you can find a Gen 2 Illuminator. Let's look at a Gen 3, I guess, is all they have. Well, that sucks. That would really suck if all you can find is a Gen 3. Gen 2, Gen 2. Let's look at it. Okay, if you guys know where to find a Gen 3 Illuminator, let me know. Uh, Gen 2 Illuminator, let me know. But a Gen 2, yeah, but that is an Illuminator, Illuminator, Gen 3, Gen 3, for performance, 460, Gen 3, Gen 3. Lethal, Jags, CJ pointing parts. Fuck it. Let's go to CJ real quick. So, <clears throat> let's say 9 to 5. No, 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 no. We want 12 to 1. Let's go here. Fuck it. Let's go to Ford. So, in theory, this complete motor, intake to oil pan, has forged rods, pistons, and we know the crank is robust. For $14,580... You could throw a thousand horsepower at this son of a bitch for five years. As long as the tuning's on point, as long as an injector doesn't fucking get stuck or anything weird, 
This some bitch can take it all day, every day. What are you looking to do? Are you looking to be a class racer, Billy Badass, run FL2K, da 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 da? That motor is not for you. Do you want a motor that your twin turbo Mustang can make 1100, 1000, high 900s, and it goes, oh, no big deal? A Ford Racing Illuminator is where it's at. If Alejandro Flores can find a Gen 2 11 1 Illuminator, I'm buying it ASAP. Yeah, no more Gen 2 Illuminator. Apparently, you're right. Jax had it for about a thousand bucks. Yeah, right. Just purchased 15 in April and 20,000 second owner. I've seen a Honda R&D video where it took two PSI to make for one compression, but the negative one compression gave wiggle room to add five more PSI with the same spark. Exactly, a la verga tuning. So I might have, I might have um, kicked myself a little bit with the 12 to one compression on the GT500. I want to see, look, once the plug situation gets figured out, I want to see how much room that car has. I'm only shoving 15 degrees of timing, 16 degrees, and see what it does. If it's making good power, but it seems like it's stressing to make that good power, I'll lower the boost. I'll put a 3.8 pulley or a 4-inch pulley on it, have it make 25, 24 PSI, and have it live at 1,000 or 1,100, 1,000 or 1,050 and knowing I am not beating it within an inch of its life at 30 PSI. But I wanted high compression because I have the octane, I have the fuel system, and I want them to be able to see you know, what it'll do. If I'm going to build it, might as well build it with more compression. I am a fan of more compression if you have the octane. Now, 30 PSI is not a lot in today's world, okay? It's a lot in terms of a streetcar, but it's not a lot for high horsepower applications. So if I could live in uh, the 25 PSI range and make over a thousand in that car, cool. I think that old Whipple is just showing its its age. I have a 2650 TVS non-ported. Now that is senior's unit. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, the bearings failed on it. So I'm gonna go get the bearings fixed. And if porting needs to happen, I'll port it, put it on and see what it makes with a two, four upper, uh, four, uh, 10% lower, which will generate 25 PSI, and watch it make 1100 and have it hit way harder down low, which I don't want for the street. So, yeah, I understand that wiggle room for compression allows a, a larger tuning window. So, if you have a 10 to 1 car, what do you think the compression is on Senior's car? What do you guys think the compression is on Senior's car? It's 10 to 1. 10 to 5 to 1 or something like that. It's not 11. It's not 12. It's not 13. It's 10 to 1. Why? Because we knew we were going to shove close to 45 to 50 pounds of boost on it eventually. So we have a larger tuning window. And the plugs look fantastic. In our experience, keeping compression up makes up for a better power curve and overall power. A few built engines we've done with lower compression was disappointing. Correct. But we're talking, John Lucas, I'm talking about... 2,000 horsepower with a tuning window. Now, because my car is stock, I understand what you're saying, and I agree. Because my motor in the in Hush Money is a stock motor. I don't want 11 or 12 to 1 compression on stock internals if I'm aiming to make 1,000. I want a larger tuning window so that I can shove more boost. So, so let's say I was uh, able to make... Um, 1,000 with uh, 18 PSI, 12 to, 12 to 1 compression versus 1,000 on 21 PSI, 
10 to 1 compression. I think the 10 to 1 car is not stressing out as much as the 12 to 1 car is at that power level. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm wrong in that thought process, but that's why I want to try shift. I believe I saw a Gen 3 Illuminator bottom man for 6K. Just find Gen 2 heads. Good luck. Good luck finding Gen 2 heads. Go ahead. Go do some research out there and find yourself a set of Gen 2 heads and tell me what they're going for. <clears throat> Craig Wall said, I had to weigh 27.50 at WCF. The car weighs 24. <laughs> and he's a big dude. And he's tall. I think he's tall, but he's big too. The car weighs 24.70 without me in it. Anyway, Dad, everything in the interior is carbon fiber. Holy shit. No wonder that car looked and sat real nice. I get it. Good for you. You know what? People that can swing that, I never go, must be nice. I go, good for you. Congratulations. Because I'm not a hater. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, oh, you must have a whole bunch of fucking money. No, it's one thing to have a whole bunch of money and not have done anything to get that kind of money. Like Matt Farah. <laughs> By the way, by you wanna you wanna see you wanna hear a guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about? Oh baby, Matt Farah. I don't even know why he is in this space. I don't even know why he's he's even talking to Joe Rogan. I don't even know why he exists because I've never heard anything come out of his mouth that made any sense. Check him out about the Cybertruck. Get and I. How dare you? I'm not entirely sure it's it's real. I mean, Ooh, I think I, I, I think. Come I mean, on. look. I, I, my on. initial reaction to that was, "That's not a real thing." Meet George Jetson. Da, 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 and da, da, my da. second reaction is, I'm pretty sure they couldn't build and sell that in America. Why? <laughs> because I, I just, I just don't think that that will pass the test that it needs to pass. And I and furthermore, kind of more more like crash tests, pedestrian safety, stuff like that. In the, in the beginning, I thought that it's complete bullshit and fake and a fraud. I've talked to sin a few people since. Who the fuck are you? Can anyone tell me what he's ever done besides write and talk? In the design space, who design cars professionally for a living, and I have been convinced that it could be possible to build and sell a shape a vehicle shaped sort of like that although mm. not exactly like that okay people companies show concept cars all the time right there's nothing wrong with showing a concept car there's nothing wrong with going here's a here's a prototype we built and this is going to show the direction of our industry right and if you build electric cars as your business it's pretty easy to build a concept car that runs and drives because you've got your skateboard and you can just you know put any body on it right so odds are there's like a model x chassis underneath that prototype truck <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about dude truck, right and just like look at his face see i wish joe rogan was more of a fucking g and would go like right there right there right you know what he's thinking right here shut the fuck up lift some weights you stupid son of a bitch you don't know what the fuck you're talking about this face says everything like boy you don't know shit it just like dude like you want to fucking you know you want to buy one w wait till he sh says this is the one you can buy oh, i haven't put an order in yeah i just i don't but think i would i don't think bucks 
Congratulations, you just bought into the scam. That's <laughs> Congratulations, you just bought into the scam. Hey, Elon Musk bought Twitter where my wife worked, and now I'm salty and I have a vendetta against him. Boy, anyone that listens to Matt Farah and goes, this guy has a lot of car knowledge is a fucking retard. My God. Take that, Matt Farrow. Here we go. Poor Timmy in the back seat. <laughs> is he is he back? Is he back? Where's the guy that's talking about poor Timmy in the back seat? Oh, you're talking about the pedestrian crash test. Joe Matter homies. Matt Sigur. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 could you imagine having that fucking blow bag of shit as a friend? Tom Segura talks about him sometimes too. Oof, that didn't age well. He's trash. If you look past the pointy roof line, it's really not that bad. We need a petition. For Joe Rogan, have Alex on talk EPA bullshit. No, I'm a no, I'm a nobody, dude. I'm a the fuck. And what the fuck? He, he'd be like, why do I have to? Why am I gonna have this fucking stupid guy on? He doesn't say shit. No, I'm good. Um, wrong. Laugh my ass off. Matt hates Tesla. I hate some of these podcast jabronis that think they know stuff. Says all things boost. He's talking out of his ass. Now people would say, what have you ever done, Alex? Well, we talked about. We talked about um, chops. What, what does chops mean? Meaning um, your, your background. What have you done? What have you ever um, done to give any uh, uh, credence or prove that you know shit? Uh, okay, well, you, you could say, does this have a... Uh, okay. The, I've worked as an industrial mechanic most of my life uh, I wrench generally but but the reason I have credibility is because I have not only bought built or tuned almost every platform there is in modern Ford stuff but most of the stuff that I say tends to come with a background of high mechanical knowledge right I don't I don't necessarily pop off of my cocksucker without having some Knowledge. That's why I thought electric cars were a great thing. I thought about some of the Coyote stuff, meaning high revving, V8, low torque stuff is favorable because you have more controllable stuff on the leave. Great. Talked to Alec Bledsoe about that, kind of verified some of that stuff with the 10R80 stuff. So the chops matter. So remember when I said that somebody reached out to Murder Nova saying, hey, this thing without lock, with, with lock cams is going to be kind of an issue. And I said, well... I don't really need to get involved in that conversation, but I know why he locked the cams. I understand why he locked the cams. It's because of the control system they're using. They're using FuelTech. Now, to my knowledge, I don't know that FuelTech has ever been put into a Coyote platform with VCT and have it operate properly. The only other aftermarket platform I personally in, with my eyes, have seen work and have VCT be ridiculously controllable is MoTeC. So if it's not a Ford racing computer or a stock computer or MoTeC, most people are going to opt to lock the cams out, right? Because they're, they're going to say, well, we'll just lock them at an optimum angle and we'll just hopefully see how everything goes. Now, they did start it up the other day and um, let's just say it didn't sound that good.
before you say that sounds nasty, no, it doesn't. It sounds wrong. This thing should just start and idle. But they have a Whipple. They have low vacuum. They have locked cams. And they have a drive-by wire 132 throttle body. Nothing but trouble. That is not, not a good sound. You understand, guys? That is not how a car should sound if you have it figured out. But if you're trying to figure out, that's what it sounds like. It, that's what a, a car sounds like when they're trying to figure it out. Did you hear the did you hear the pulley right there? Did you hear the whipple pulley squeak at <laughs> I was like, well, hey, hopefully they get it figured out and I hope the car runs good. I'm not a hater. I hope they figure it out, but we all know why they locked the camps. I wish we had stacks on tracking heads like we do for poor people in sports. Having access to people truth-telling metric in an easy to view format would be amazing. Sound of time. Sound out of time. Sounds like a Holly LS that motor kind of sounds like it's hurt. Sounds like it don't want to stay running on the throttle. Sounds like a big block with a carb. Cletus tune. That surge is horrible. Sounds like the sounds like the Earth is running out of oxygen. Sounds like it's missing. You see the number? He even numbered lock cams like he's bragging, like he knows. Yes, he hashtag lock cams for the win. Run, run, run. Bypass issues, vacuum issues. Where are the cams locked? At what angle? Look, I hope he figures it out, but it's not a good look to post that. If I was fuel tech, like don't post that. Don't post that. It sounds like shit. The people that know, know. Now, if you're a fan of Australian burnout machines, you think that thing sounds great. You guys think Australian burnout cars, they go, uh, 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 uh. What? That's a good thing? It's a blower surge. Why don't they have a bypass in that thing? Because it's not cool. It's not cool to be... It's cooler to be... Fuck that. Fuel tech guys are always trying to blow cars up on the dyno. Sounds carbureted. Completely agree, says John Lucas. People associate a badass motor with the ProMod Hemi sounds, but they're not comparable. Fuel tech's great. But it's race car shit. I've got an FT600 in my car. I enjoy it, but it lacks a lot of drivability adjustments. If only he got it built by Lund in midnight, he would already been eights with it. Now, I know that some people have fuel tech in their F-150s and run a number, but they have turbo 400s. So those people lock their cams, have a turbo kit, turbo 400, because they make a turbo 400 with a transfer case, so you can have a four-wheel drive turbo 400 situation. Cool. Why didn't you even think about a stock computer? Because let's be honest, not many F-150s have been 7s with a stock computer. If anything, some have been low 8s or mid 8s, and that's about it, unless you severely start to chop up that truck. I'm saying severely chop up that truck, tube chassis the thing, 9-inch Marilat, all the separation on the planet, and then it becomes a viable drag truck that can be in the 7s and, and whatever. But... In four-wheel drive fashion, I don't know of any or many 
guys that have been low eights, high sevens, maybe a handful, if any. And if they have, they're grudge guys that don't show you their time slip. Sounds like a bad cough. Typical LS guy doesn't care if it's fast as long as it chops. If you want that sound, just get an LS and be done. Chirping on the tire and surge. Blower surge in a work truck. No thanks. A friend of mine knows someone that has a Turbo Coyote Swap New Edge running on Holly, and I was like, why? So, I don't mind you having Holly. Understand, the parameters adjustable to make the car run well in a everyday fashion, leaving a light, slowing down, tipping in, da-da-da-da-da, I would rather afford racing computer, but this is the problem. Not a lot of people know how to manipulate a Ford racing computer. So if you are a guy that wants a, new, a Coyote and a New Edge, and you lock the cams like a, like a moron, so you say, I'm going to get Holly. Why? Holly has a self-learned feature. You rev it a couple times, and you live with the quirks. Like, as a tuner, I'm embarrassed if I have to do that to get my car to run. My carbureted Fox body, I get in and I go, one, two pumps. So if your Holly starts worse than my Holly carburetor, vaya con Dios. When I was a kid, I heard of cars like that and I thought they were some piece of shit junker. I'd love to see Lund tuned on the Mach 1 project that they're working on for Rick. I have a second PRI mentioning. I don't talk about. Uh, that surging sounds terrible, especially when the super, with the super setup. He must want people to think he's choppity chop and NA. Why do you need fuel tech in a Whipple F-150? Just to be cool? I agree. It's just a Whipple F-150. It is nothing special. So if a customer comes to me, right? He goes, Alex, what do you think about this build? Whipple 3.8, okay, stupid, okay, F-150, okay, um, built motor, okay, um, stock cams though, VCT active, okay, E85, ID 1300s, uh, circle D converter, what tune are you going to give me? The Lung Racing Bass File. What? Wait a minute. It's a 3.8. It's got ID 1300s. The base file with ID 1300s in there. I don't know. That sounds like bullshit. Try it, pendejo. Flashes the tune. Hey, it starts right up. No shit. Idle and slow revs. Here you go. Looks good. Give me a watt from three to seven, three thirty-five hundred to sixty-five hundred. Here you go. Looks good. How did it feel? It was fucking fast. Hey, I want to build a fuel tech lock cam, Whipple one thirty-two. Uh, apparently I didn't put a bypass in the blower. Uh, three at Whipple. Send me a base file. Okay. <laughs> Sends a log. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds so fucking good. I can't wait for it to for him to figure it out. That's the thought process nowadays. 
If it sounds like absolute butt cheeks, people go, yeah! If it idles and it just absolutely fucking idles beautifully on a bass file, people think something's wrong. I, I, re-educating the customer is, I want to say, 75% of my job. Why do I have to do anything out of the ordinary if it's a Whipple 132, 1300, put in the 1300 value file or 1300 injector data and change the stoic over to 85 and have you get me simple logs? La, 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 la. I don't know. It sounds too smooth. Then you get Murder Nova's thing and it sounds like absolute ass. One thing I do well um, is protect people that help. Now, if you give me a shifter, that doesn't buy my loyalty. You have to work with me, right? You have to have like... You have to care about my setup. You have to care about my thought process. You have to give a shit a little bit because if you're just going to give me something that costs you 80 bucks to make but you sell it to the general public for 549 that does not buy me undying loyalty to that product. That's crazy talk, especially knowing that I have something like this that can push product, help, make, or break product. So if I was Fuel Tech and I was giving Murder Nova, is his name Sean? If I was giving Sean a free tune-up, I'd say, don't fucking post that, please. Can you just not post this thing surging like shit? No, man, we're going to just blow them away. Watch it. Shut up. Post only when it's running right. Awful. I messed, I messed, I messaged 187, I'm reaching out to Lund for 1,000. And they responded, I'm good. I'm good, LOL. That's good. Look, we. I don't want people that think they know more than the, the experts. I don't want people in my life. I don't want people in my system that think they know better than the experts. So I hope he does well. Have fun. See you later. Raymond says, that's how the MLS sounding be off the bass tune. That's crazy thought process. Like my, I like my cars to run smoothly. He is going to start stealing Cleeter fans with that F-150. I hope so. Because Cletus fans are Sean and Murder Nova and Street Outlaw fans. Street Outlaw fans generally, I'm not saying all of them, generally don't know shit about cars. When I see a car fucking surging like a motherfucker, I don't go, oh my god, badass. That sounds so sick. I go, what's wrong? Are the O2s going off? Are the O2s not reading properly? Do I have an exhaust leak? Do I have unmetered air? One time I got in my GT500, right? Started it after doing some work in the engine bay. And it sounded ridiculous. You guys would have thought I had like the biggest cam on the planet. Turned it on. I shut it off right away. What are you doing? Something's wrong. I go, look, look. Sure enough, I forgot a vacuum port. On the cold air. Put it in. Check some People would be like, holy shit, that sounds no, something's wrong. So the thought pro how much you want to bet that most street outlaw guys don't know shit about cars? Up to a certain level, they know a lot. Billy badass stuff, they leave to the experts. And then they just are mouthpieces for 
for engine builders, for tuning products, da 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 da. Why do you think someone like maybe um, what's his name, uh, uh, big big chief, whatever his name is? Why do you think he stands apart from the crowd? Why do you think his YouTube channel have pretty good knowledge? If you look at uh, Big Chief's uh, YouTube channel, it's pretty good about car knowledge. And I go, that guy knows shit. I'm sorry, that guy knows shit. I, I mean, I hear him talk, and what he says makes 100% sense in my head. And then when someone says, LOL, don't worry about the bypass, don't worry about the cams, I'm good. Because you have to be willing to learn something. Nobody knows everything. I don't know everything. If someone was to show me something I didn't know previously, I'm open to learning. I'm not a closed book like that. I, I, I'm, if The moment you stop learning, you just don't care anymore. Because you never stop learning. You never know it all. So the fact that people reach out to that guy and said, hey, Lund is probably going to set you up better. I'm good. I don't want that guy in my ticket system. I don't want that guy with a Lund Racing sticker on his car representing us talking like that. No, thank you. Watch any college football last night? No, college football. Who the fuck are people that watch college football? Did you go to Alabama? Did you go to Georgia? Did you go to Notre Dame? Did you go to Penn State? Did you go to Michigan? Did you go to Ohio? No, shut the fuck up. People that watch college football and cheer on a college they have no affiliation with are fucking goofy and weird. Funny, Sean has a coyote. He was dogging them a year ago. Laughed my ass off. The best is when they are spewing fuel out of the exhaust. Anyone else work this Sunday? I'm going to work. People who don't know anything are the loudest. Didn't Murder Nova and Daddy Dave talk shit on Cletus after his Crown Vic race? I don't know. I don't watch that shit. Ugh. As much people hate Big Chief, he's got the most knowledge out of any of them. Correct. I work on an MPK team, and it drives me bonkers when I see all the Yee Yee Boys fans walking around the pits. Well, that's... Okay. So, what are you attracting? So, I'd like to think that this channel, if I only have 300 viewers for the rest of my life on every live... I'd love to think that every viewer, even, even if you're ghost watching, even if you just watch and you don't reply, I'd love to think that every viewer listens to me talk about what I know and what I don't know, like LS and 2J's stuff, and go, boy, I learned something here. Um, I didn't know that before. Or, may, hey, maybe let me educate Alex that I know about the RB this or the KC. When, the, when, when can I be frank? Said B-series, K-series, four-valve, coyote, Bam! It'll never leave my head. Thank you so much. That That is one of those moments that I go, I get it. So when someone says K-series, I know. When someone says B-series, I know. I didn't previously know. So I learned something. And I wasn't afraid to say, hey, can anyone put me on game with this stuff? So what are you attracting if you are out there constantly attracting yee-yee weird boys? Right? So maybe the Coyote platform is over their head. Maybe the Coyote platform scares people. Every single time I hear people dog a Coyote, they don't dog the power output. They don't dog anything. They dog the chains. Oh, so many chains. So many cams. Oh, I'm sorry. So it requires a full brain to work on it? I'm sorry. It's so easy to work on an LS. I can have the top end apart in 15 minutes. So because it's simple to you, it's good. 
when it's a little more difficult, but the gains are ridiculous, it's junk. This is the problem. This is the problem. With people tend to have a know-it-all mindset. So, if you're attracting Yee types, you and you don't like Yee types, you might want to like change it up. Again, YOLO douchebag attract the wrong type. There's a reason I stopped doing YOLO douchebag stuff. I don't want to be a clown to the Yee type that want me to flip my hat around. I want it, I want you to learn something. And I want you to come up to me at the track and go, bro, um, I got this uh I got this car, got a coyote in it, but I'm having issues, da 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 and, and then we could talk. You know, that that's what I'm best at. And that's what my Patreon is. Again, if you want to become a Patreon member and ask me all the questions on the planet, I've answered probably 50 emails yesterday. Just every, just normal coyote setup, rear gear ratio, 4R200, 3R, 6R suspension settings, tires, wheels, front spring rate, da-da-da-da-da. I have answered so many questions, and I'm like, let me just do my best to spill the knowledge. If someone would come up to me at a track and says, I love how you flip your hat, I'm doing something wrong. So what are you attracting, and what, what product are you a part of and that attracts that kind of a retard didn't chief leave the outlaws because it's a drama show instead of racing i believe that's what he said of course i respect him like that guy i don't know him from a hole in the wall i called him big queef a couple times because it, it rhymes but his car knowledge i ain't got shit on that dude at all Woohoo, sports ball. Can't stand watching sports. I like sports, but I don't like watching sports that have no relevance. I like the Boston Red Sox because I grew up in Massachusetts. I like the Celtics because I grew up in Massachusetts. I don't like Notre Dame. I don't like Washington. Uh, I don't like, uh, I don't like um, college football out of all things. College. Fuck out of here. We are. The initiated says uh, Andy Black. Maddie, 650 says, I can't watch a whole college game. Maybe 10 minutes of it. It's trash. I'm working, hauling the black gold. 11 second clip says, we love you. Turbo FWMC says, hit that like, people. I learned I'm clueless, so I just shut up. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Cole Daniel says, one of my favorite videos of the Chiefs is him setting up a car, getting a line front and back, and setting pinion angle. He has old school books on it. Very cool. Dropping a like. Watch later. So many simple jacks that go full retard. Most people can't build an LS right. So coyotes are probably scary to them. Small block Ford guys are the same. They get upset when I tell them that I can make a 1,000 horsepower without aftermarket blocks, heads, or can. Yes, Small block Ford guys and LS guys have a lot in common. They know what they know, and they don't care to expand their knowledge. I want to know a lot about a small block Ford. When um, Craig Walls, see, if you didn't know, if you had no idea who Noonan was, and if you had no idea you could stroke a small block Ford to 460 cubic inches, and you didn't know what a Reed case 400, you know, this and that, and 315s and Marilat 9, like you don't know those words. I would have felt so stupid if Craig Walls would have said, hey, if I say, hey, what's the, what's the end of this thing? Noonan billet, 460, 100 and fucking 30 millimeter turbo, whatever the fuck. Reed case 400, uh, M&M or someone whoever built it, uh, certain, I don't know if he has like a, like a, a Pro Tour converter, or he has like a Cohen or a uh, Neil Chance. But I heard all the stuff and I knew all the stuff, and I went, That is bad. You have a billet Noonan in this motherfucker? I mean, you got a 
boatload of money just in the motor. Go to Noonan's YouTube page when they talk about their 4849 billet Hemi. Dumb shit. So I'm like, you got a billet Noonan in this motherfucker? So if I had known nothing that you can actually stroke out a 460 to a, a, a small block to a 460 uh, and, and what, a, what a billet Noonan was and what, the, what everything he mentioned was, I would have felt so stupid. And he would have been like, this motherfucker don't know shit. This guy's a car guy. And that's how people talk to me about coyote stuff. I know I've almost forgotten more coyote shit than most people know. So when I simply state on a Facebook page, hey, your uh, lock cam's not a good idea, and they laugh at me, let, there is no teaching people like that. Um, Martin Robles says, Alex, you start over. YouTube didn't tell me you went live. I'm usually on the garage most of the sporting events. Egos get in the way of learning. And the big YouTubers of the world have to uphold the image of experts to their uninformed audiences of 10-year-olds. Guys, Cletus literally said the following words. When someone asked him, do you have a back pressure sensor? No. Do you have a crankcase sensor? <laughs> I call those sad sensors because all they do is give me bad news. That's all I needed to know about that whole operation. Do you have a suggestion for a lowering spring? Rides good, still performs well. Eibach Pro Kit. Eibach Pro Kit was in my white car. It is the best in my opinion. Alice, this might be dumb, but do Luntunes have part throttle enrichment? I-N-R-I-C-H-M-I-N-T. They have proper enrichment. Yeah, why do you ask? Like when you stab the throttle, AFR should go down in terms of being more rich. Got a jet. Thanks for the show. Thank you, Ken Phillips. Travis says, Ellis guys talk about getting Junkard Motors for a build, a.k.a. they're broke. And then they'll say, well, why should I have to spend big money on a big motor to, 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 to run a number? You can go fast on an LS from the junkyard for maybe a handful of runs. Theo, Alex, um, your knowledge on Coyote shit is the reason I went from LS to Coyote. Hey, Chris. Awesome. Good to hear, brother. Mercury Motorsports, that's because LS is basically small block forward. Have you seen where guys have bolted LS heads? Yes, we talked about that a couple shows ago. I know you don't like 1320, but they had a badass Galaxy with a billet Coyote that raced Brett LaSala. Yeah, that's the one that blew up, right? Is that the one that blew up? SX50 is the guy throwing up. Don't kid yourself. There are plenty of small block Chevy guys who only want to talk about 327 or DZ302s and hate on the 400s. Ignorance is bliss. Wow. Could you imagine bringing yourself to this tiny, tiny sector of automotive and it's 327 and DZ302s and you don't care about big block, you don't care about 427, you don't care about anything else? Blows my mind. Happy Sunday, says underrated and technical. Uh, and everyone in the peasant chat this morning. Hey, Alex, finally got rid of my 15 EcoBoost F150 and got a 19 Super Crew Coyote F150. We'll be consulting you on the Patreon soon. Come on over. Look, Rami Zaidan built this thing. This thing is going to run nines. I guarantee it. And it looks like an absolutely fun ride. Rami Zaidan. Boy, he wrote me a book the other day. Here we go. Okay, so, uh, okay, this is a beautiful truck. Rami Zaran, two auto solution in Puerto Rico, period. If you want the best domestic car builder, Chevy and Ford, lower the volume a little bit. F-150, is that a super crew, right? Four door, short bed, super crew, short bed, or screw? Super crew? <laughs> It has an Odin supercharger. It has a twin 69 throttle body. It has 
Oh, look how pretty it is. Guys, look at how pretty this thing is. Lowered, nice rims. Bro, that battle, that that, that gray, that, that uh, whatever they call it, Nardo gray or, or the, whatever the hell they call it on the Ford side of things. What is the power output on this car, truck? Da, 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 da. 957, here you go. Oh, Jesus Christ. 957, 802. This is an Odin supercharger, twin 69, 120 millimeter throttle body. I think it has a 20% a, a, a and a 2.6 or a 2.8 on an Odin. Now, with a Whipple, it'll make more horsepower, but not that much torque. So this thing made at 19 PSI, 957, 802, and he is going to do a half mile run today. Then he's going to go to Salinas Dragway. And we're going to see if this thing dips into the nines. A big, beautiful, heavy truck with an Odin getting it done. Lead foot gray, abyss, shiny primer. Sir, this is your 11th trip to a pull apart. Of, wait, sir, this is your 11th trip to pull apart 4953. You are 30 labor hours into engine swaps. If I want, if want to have Gen 3... Just blocks and heads, no internals, cams or crank. If you want to daily drive a Max 800 piston rods, what would you, what the fuck did he just say? If want to have Gen 3, just block and heads, no internals, cams or crank. If you want to daily drive it, an 800 horsepower, what piston or rod cam would you buy? Hey, Reginald Johnson, a stock motor. Why are you complicating your life? You would think... A Gen 3 block is better than a Gen 2 block? <laughs> you think a Gen 3 block is better than a Gen 1 block? Blocks and horsepower? On Coyote? Under a thousand? Simply doesn't matter. Choose your block, choose your... Buy a Gen 3 motor. You're, 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 you're thinking like Chevy, guys. You want a block? Dude... Any Coyote block can take about a thousand horse. Gen 2 heads preferred. But why are you severely overthinking this? If you want to daily drive it at max 800 horsepower, you get a Gen 3 motor. Long block. <laughs> stick it in there. Boost and fuel. You're done. What the hell overthought process was that? Junkard LS are their own type. They'll shit on you for putting nice heads on your Junkard motor and say you're ruining the magic. Be a baller in a family truck. Pretty sure that was the red TK and Bill of Block 63 Galaxy, but didn't it blow up? I was going to buy a lot of performance parts for a Coyote swap car, but listening to your podcast and seeing Lund perform, I'll start with a stock motor or illuminator and stock control pack stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Like people severely, this guy's like talking about buying a Gen 3 block and heads with no internals. Why not? Just put, buy a Gen 3 long block and boost in fuel and be done with it. I have more money for chassis stuff, says Jay Green. Been watching you for two years and finally pulled the trigger on a 25,000 mile 12 Boss 302. Congratulations, Grandpa's race car. You will not regret it. Gen 1 motor daddy is the Boss 302 motor. God, good morning, peasants. Uh, Reginald Johnson must be an LS guy it, like me. It's okay. I was dumb. And built one at a time also. I think he just has a bare block and heads. But it would probably cost less. To, exactly. So if you have a bare block and heads. By the time you buy the, mo buy, buy the rods and pistons. And crank. And have it assembled properly. Just buy a Gen 3 long block from like the part farm. And be done with it. 
Alex Informant, the poorest. Thank you for your service. What heat exchanger on a Ross 2300? Um, I'm 60 to 70 degrees above ambient. That's a lot. After one pull, 79 millimeter, 93 right now for the winter. So this is really easy. Now, VMP Performance, they're the go-to for upgrading your Roush car. So that's, that. oh, geez, did they not pay their bill? VMP. VMP Performance. Oh, okay, maybe I spelled it wrong. Okay, so let's go to VMP Performance because again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't love them at all, at all. But uh, let's go for superchargers, units, upgrades, upgrades, and components under VMP superchargers. Uh, oh wow, that, this, this is heat exchanger. Jesus Christ, their, their site is leaves a lot to be desired. So this is what you do: you get a fucking what the fuck? Do it past it. If I type in heat exchangers, shouldn't you just have heat exchangers? Oh my lord, who the fuck? Holy shit. I typed in heat exchanger. Do they not have heat exchangers? <laughs> Supporting mods. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Wow, this is terrible. Cooling. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so apparently... They don't have heat exchangers for for uh, um, 15 and up Mustang or 11 and up Mustang. Boy, who the hell indexed this? Well, you know what? This is good. So let's go to um, Mustang AFCO heat exchanger. So AFCO makes their heat exchanger. Okay, let, let's, let's be honest here. Let me see. Uh, VMP triple... Pass. There we go. Oh my God! I want to be lethal. Yeah. See. Yeah. Let's go, American Muscle. No, 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 no. Let's not go to American Muscle. Six generation VMP, VMP. Why does VMP not have F one fifty? That's so weird. That's so weird. Six generation fifteen Mustang dual fan triple pass heat exchanger, top flight automotive. Wow. So maybe top flight automotives where we got to go. There you go. 6th gen 50 to 20 Ford Mustang dual pass tri dual fan triple pass heat exchanger VMP performance. So apparently everyone but VMP performance has it. So anyway, Jared Wells. Apparently their website is indexed like absolute trash. So buy it from somewhere else apparently. But this is what you got to get. A triple pass dual pass heat exchanger wired in and it should definitely help uh, cut back on um, recovery time for your heat exchanger. Wow, what a... Could you imagine you're just looking for a heat exchanger at VMP and the website is indexed like absolute butt cheeks? Imagine buying a $10,000 plus dollar fuel system to do what a 3004 control pack can do for a Coyote. 12 Balls 302 is the best Mustang ever made. In my opinion, beautiful car says 11 second Eclipse. Legion Fab says, I'm not sure it was the first time seeing a 1320 actually give credit to something other than a GTR or an LS. VMP website is trash. Agreed. Aren't you glad you don't have to answer the phones there anymore? Bro, it was, uh, it was, it was a nightmare. Jared Wells, get a Department of Boost heat exchanger. Oh, there you go. If Department of Boost has a heat exchanger, support them. Isn't VMP a rebranded AFCO? Yes. VMP doesn't have a factory making heat exchangers. VMP doesn't have a... Meaning their factory making heat exchangers. VMP doesn't have their factory making throttle bodies. It's usually made by someone like Black Diamond or something like that. Same thing with their blowers. They're made by Magnuson now. So most places don't make their own shit. One of the few places that makes their own shit is Power by the Hour. And people like... Um, Bill of Pro Shops. 
Like they actually make the product in house. It's crazy. VP must hire Turby to run their website. That's the problem. I kept having. I couldn't find it on there. Yeah, see what I mean? I understand what you mean because when I would have to answer the phone from somebody at VMP, they're like, I can't find your shit on the website. I'm like, right, this guy's fucking more retarded. I can't find it either. Who is indexing stuff over there? DNA may... Oh, there you go. DNA, let, let, let me see. DNA high performance. Let me see how, how, how good their website is. Let me just type in um, VMP triple pass heat. Look at that. Get out of here. Stop it. Are you serious? You guys are that good? Okay, so look. I went to dnahappeformance.com. So, and I typed it on the search box. VMP, triple, boom. And look at, look at what comes up. It already has, wow, they actually spend the money. Let's see what they got here. Let's see Mantic Clutch. Mantic, tick, clutch. They don't have that. Okay, uh, let's see. Muck, McLeod Clutch. There you go. Let's see Vengeance. Vengeance. No, they don't have that. Let's see uh, UPR. No. Let's say Team Z. Team Z. No, they don't have that. Uh, let's look for Whipple. Uh, Supercharger kit. Okay, they have that. Okay, so let's see injectors. Injector. Dyna there you go. Injector dynamics. Oh, they don't have it. <laughs> ID? ID? <laughs> No, they don't have that. <laughs> but at least you can see that their website, not only does it load super fast, but it has, you know, fast indexing. The other one's like super, super slow and like you can't find shit and you're just going to get lost in the weeds. But there you go. If you need to have performance, you want to buy anything anywhere. Alex, I've been planning on throwing a spool in my stick shift S197. You will hate your life. You will hate your life. Phil Fez, are you constantly drag racing the car? If you're not, throw an S-Track or a Wave Track in it. I, after running my 8, I'm probably going to put an S-Track or a Wave Track in the GT500. It drives like shit. And I'm going to put a Synchro transmission back in it. My God, the, the, the face-plated stuff is cool for racing, but if you want to just go 40 feet, it is a nightmare. Um, hey Alex, I heard that if I wanted to supercharge my high mile 5 I either get a new motor or a new car with less miles or fine. So it's really okay to supercharge a 94,000 mile Coyote 570 Max? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine at that. I don't think you're going to stress things out at all. Um, why does DNA Performance website look similar to Top Flight? I don't know. Maybe the same person uh, runs it or the same person designed it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thank you very much. We talked a lot of Cybertruck stuff. We talked Zero One stuff. We talked Coyote stuff. We talked every stuff. We talked Matt Farah being a non-credible source for anything. That guy's just a blowhard, doesn't know a goddamn thing. He's just salty that Elon Musk hired, uh, fired a bunch of people on Twitter. Apparently one of them was his wife. And now he's in a vendetta to talk shit about everything. Does not know a goddamn thing about cars. Okay, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys on Tuesday right now. If you're a member, I'm going to make... The video of me trying to dyno the GT500 again uh, live. And it's basically a heater core removal um, video for the Fairmont. But you'll be able to see the Fairmont with no dash, nothing inside. A lot of work goes into this. So please just watch it. That's all. Just asking you to watch it because that's all I need. I need you guys just to watch it for the full 20 minutes and that's how I get paid. Uh, share it, all that stuff, and that'll be a good time. So again, if you're a Patreon member, I'm going to upload it directly to Patreon. If you're a YouTube member of my channel, I will make it live right now. The rest of you, I will see on Tuesday for Talking Shit. Have
unless we go to a track rental. If I go to a track rental with the notch, I might make talking shit on Wednesday. But if not, we'll see how everything works out. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Enjoy football. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, on Tuesday. See you guys later. Bye.